and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. If you're new to our channel, subscribe, drop this video a like and get involved in the comment section down below. And welcome to our brand new concept, the Up The Villa football phoning. It's going to be coming twice a week on a Monday and on a Friday. We'll be previewing the games and talking about the games that we've just seen. And it's open for anybody who wants to get involved and come and have your say on the show. So it's a real cool concept. Um, if you do want to get involved, then just follow us on social media. Drop me a message and I can talk you through how it all works and how you can get involved. But, you know, it's open for you more than merrier. If you ever thought about coming on to a podcast, then here is your chance to come on and have your say. So I'm going to welcome onto the stream to start with Josh. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, mate. And uh, looking forward to your new uh, concept that you've got going uh, with the phone. And I think it's brilliant as your channel's all about the fans. And um, I think it's great that you can give fans a voice. Uh, appreciate it. Yes. And Josh has got his own channel, A View from the Stands. So go and support him. And he's been on the channel before. But, you know, as an avid football fan, you must be buzzing that, that Villa are, are back in action and the Premier League's in action. Absolutely, mate. I mean, look... World Cup, I was very hesitant, very like, oh, is this actually going to be enjoyable? Um, and I actually, in the end, was very much converted and loved it. But there's no better feeling than club football. And even those pre-season friendlies that we've had uh, with, with you know, out in Dubai and then the Villarreal game, chomping now, absolutely chomping. Um, and I think that, that that's down to one reason, really. And I... I just so excited about Unai Emery um, and everything he's doing and that period of time, mate. So, yeah, chomping, chomping really to have Villa back and and see what this team can do in the second half of the season. Yeah, I know you've been doing a, a, some of the watch-alongs for Villa in this sort of mini-break as well. And so, what have you been impressed with? What's caught your eye? Is there anything that you're a little bit, oh, I'm not sure about that? So, for me, I've been really impressed with the defensive shape. Um, it's the 4-4-2 out of possession. We're so organised, we're so compact, and we look so hard to play against, like we really do. Um, and it's really telling when you when you just sort of step back and look at the shape, you can see it. It's, it's beautiful to see. Um, and I'm really impressed with that. I don't feel like, touch wood, I don't feel like we are in the second half of the season going to concede really poor goals. I really believe that now if teams are going to score against us, they're going to have to work for them. They're going to have to be well-crafted. Um, and, you know, I, I genuinely have been really impressed with that. I think the one thing that I think a lot of Villa fans are probably worried about is the other end of the pitch. Um, and I think that's sort of something I'll probably want to touch on a bit more in a minute and elaborate on is the other end of the pitch. Um, who's going to be the talisman? Who's going to be the man that is going to score 10, 15 goals, because ultimately to be a top 10 team, uh, top eight side, whatever you want to look at it, you need one of them in your side. So um, that that I'm worried about. And then I guess the midfield's more of a, uh, um, a luxury in the sense, I think we've got great options in the midfield now. I really do, Lou. And must say how good has Dougie Louise looked. In, I know we, we love Kamara, but I think Dougie Louise is just purring at the moment. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm at with the Villa. Defence, brilliant. Up front, a little bit worried about midfield is a, a mystery box, really, uh, in a way. Have you got any who's on your Christmas list then, striker-wise? Is there anyone that you, 
you think could solve this problem? Because I, I, I do agree with you. I feel like if I'm looking at the whole side now and, and what we've done in pre like this mini pre-season and the shape of the team, the way we've been pressing, it, it just just feel like we need that that striker up top to 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 do quite a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like bring players into play, get on the end of crosses, finish. So is there anyone that you're looking at and you're thinking he'd come in and he'd do the job? Yeah, so and and I know this as as you're sort of saying, like on Twitter, as soon as that Villarreal game finished, the amount of people who are either Team Ollie or not Team Ollie, like that, you know how we are as a fan base. We we're we're never down the middle, you either one way or the other. I'm still down the middle. <laughs> I want to be one of those few. I love Ollie. I absolutely yeah. love Ollie, but also I sit there and it'll be the first player that I'll cuss and I'll go at and say, Come on, man. Um so when you talk about who do we need now. Does Ollie Watkins find himself out left? Is there a position for him out left and we go for literally a man down the middle? Or do we stick with Ollie down the middle and find a striker who can play off the left? The one that really caught my eye, and I know we've been linked with him and a few people talked about him, I don't, uh, is Marcus Turam. Um, watching him in the World Cup, of course, you've got the other French lad, by the way, who plays for Eintracht Frankfurt, that um, uh, Colo Muani. Uh, the, the the lad who Emmy basically, you know, saved the shot right at the end, uh, which, by the way, is an incredible save. But look, why I like those two is because, again, Marcus Tram showed that he can play off the left. He, 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 he can play down the middle or play off the left. He's strong. He's physical. He's pacey. And his goals record's not too bad. I know we've been linked with that Jackson as well at Villarreal, and he only got like 15 minutes against us, doesn't he? Um, and I don't know, obviously you were at the game, Newt, but from what I saw, I couldn't really judge him as a striker. All I could see that, again, he was a physical specimen. He was a strong boy, a good runner. But I think Marcus Tram's really one that I'm, I'm sort of sold on now, is that's yeah. the man for me. Um, I think so. I think he... the games I watched at the World Cup, I think he changed both the games. And, and I think he's... What we're lacking, I mean, I know when you were talking about Watkins, I'm exactly the same. I'm watching him and I'm I'm spurring him on all the time. I'm like, come on, like, you know, when he's driving with the ball and then he's fumbled it and he, oh, and I'm just always a bit like that. That is literally my reaction when I watch Watkins. So, um, you know, I hope that he can do it and, and it'll be interesting to see whether he does start Watkins or Ings. But, um, yeah, you've made some great points, Josh. Cheers for coming on, mate. Up the villa. Up the villa, mate. Cheers. And next we've got on is Ivan. Um, how you doing, mate? Good, mate. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. So, how are you feeling then going going into the next part of the season? It feels like a big, big couple of months for Villa now, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And I think, like, you know, what what a great sort of moment we're in, I think. And, you know, and I was sort of thinking about, you know, we've all we've all heard lots about Emmy and, you know, that him coming back after that World Cup win. And not only Emmy, I reckon Matty Cash as well. I think there's a bit of a an atmosphere in the team that actually, you know what, we can really, you know, we all want to be pushing on to those levels. Um, I think it's quite interesting. Actually. I was at the, uh, the junior Christmas party with my lad last night and um, John McGinn was talking about this and saying, like, as, as a team, they feel they kind of could have been a lot better in the first half of the season and, and more players could have gone to the World Cup if they'd have been better. And I think there was this real sense from him that, you know what, we can really, you know, we can really push on as a group and try and take this forward. And I think 
there seems like some positivity. My only, my only thing is that we don't know how this break is going to affect anyone, do we? Like, no. you know, Villa included. And I think that will be really interesting to see how we, you know, whether we hit the ground running on Boxing Day, um, you know, or maybe we, you know, we just need a little, little bit more time for Emery to really kind of get his ideas across in those competitive matches. Yeah, yeah it, feel, it does feel a bit strange. If, if you had to ask me how I feel like Villa are going to do... I'd say I think it's a positive. It should it should yeah. be better because we saw the two games before uh, the World Cup that we were, you know, we got two wins, didn't we? We, we, we saw yeah. signs of yeah. improving. You'd like to imagine that this break has enabled him to have more of his ideas, the style of play. I think defensively they've worked on stuff. I think that's the one area that I watched us in the friendlies and thought, we look, we look tidy. We look decent. I think there's going to be clubs where it might be a bit difficult, such as Arsenal. I mean, you know, they're top of the league. They've had Jesus that's been injured now. How do they do? Newcastle, can they follow on their fine form? And are there going to be any clubs that are in the bottom half that sort of do what Villa did after COVID and go on a good run and stay up? So all over the league, there's going to be different yeah. teams that... They are different from the first part, and what I would like to to think is, and probably say, is that I think we've got this season now starts now. I think it's a completely different season to what we've already seen. I think the first 14, 15 games, I think you got to forget about them now, and I think yeah. now it's like it's just fresh, isn't it? Everybody's got sort of a clean slate, even like. Nottingham Forest and stuff. So, um... <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I think that you're, you're spot on, actually, though, because I think that, you know, it is for all teams that kind of fresh start. I think going back to, to kind of thinking about those last, two, although we're, we're saying kind of it is a fresh start, going back to those last two games under Emery, the most the most important thing for me was actually that, that Brighton game and that last sort of maybe 15 minutes yeah. of that Brighton game, because that, that says to me, that he's going to set up differently. He's going to look at what's in front of him in different games. And I think that is something I haven't seen as a yeah. Villa fan for well, possibly I, ever. I would say that's a very not Villa performance in the last 10. Yeah, probably. That's what we don't do, but that's what the big sides do week in, week it's out. maybe what we need, isn't it? Yeah. How many times have you been at Villa Park and we've played Spurs off the park, we've played Chelsea, we've played Liverpool, but we've lost. Yeah. And I absolutely. think that type of performance is is sometimes what you need. You know, you need to win and play crap. And, yeah. and we, we never do that. We, we never win and play rubbish. For us to win, we've, all, we've always had to do really, really well. So, um, so just before you go, transfer window then, what what are you looking for? Do you feel like we've got enough if we don't bring anyone in, or you know? Yeah, you I, mean, I think I think they need. I think it, there needs to be sort kind of a bit of caution. I think January is a bit of a tough window anyway, and I think that post World Cup, I think you know, I heard your, your previous caller like talking about like Team Ollie. Like I'm for me, I'm definitely in it all the way in with Ollie, and I think that he he should he needs to be in the team. Whether he's going to score the goals is obviously a bit of a problem. So I think maybe looking at someone who's going to come in and, you know, and as I've heard you talk about before, Luke, kind of back to goal, like holding up the play, spreading the play out to the fullbacks, et cetera, and then, and then getting in the box. 
And I think, you know, again, you've mentioned him, you know, Taram is, is possibly that option. I'm not sure he has a massively great goal-scoring record, so I don't know whether he's, you know, again, kind of that sort of real, you know, that real poacher, that sort of finisher. But I think that would probably be the area he's looking at. I think midfield, you know, he's, they've got options. You know, Dougie's looking fab. Um, you know, he's looking the player that probably we all hoped he was going to be, you know, you know, way back when when Dean Smith signed him. Um and I think defensively as well. And I think obviously I, I'm hearing Diego Carlos is a bit ahead of schedule. So, you know, that can't that can't help. So I think, yeah, it's going to be up front if he's looking at anything. But I don't, you know, Emery strikes me as someone who's not going to be rushing into any decisions. Yeah. You know, he's going to be thinking, right, if there's someone available that fits that profile, um, that, then great, you know. But actually, is he going to... You know, you know, is he going to sign another sort of Coutinho player? And, and that's where rumours about sort of Jao Felix don't quite fit with me, if I'm honest. I think, you know, is that really the way he's going to be going? But who knows? It's exciting, yeah. isn't it? You know, we all we all love a transfer window. Yeah, it's great. Cool, mate. It's been great having you on, Ivan. And um, I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, thanks, Luke. Up the villa. Up the villa, mate. Next, we have the legend LCB. How you doing, mate? How you doing, Luke? Thanks for having us on, mate. Uh, yeah. Great new concepts. Looking forward to listening to it. Yeah, cool, Weeks mate. It's great to have you on then. So we'll, we'll just touch on a little bit about Emmy Martinez then. Um, you must have been buzzing <laughs> on Sunday like like everybody else. A World Cup winner that currently plays for Aston Villa. Yeah, I know. And it, it just it finishes the conversation. Everyone, uh, everyone's been thinking Ronaldo's the GOAT for for years now so Emmy Martinez has finally ended that conversation <laughs> so no he, he was he was unbelievable wasn't he and I know there's a lot of uh there's a lot of haters saying about his, his mind games in the penalty shootout but that's what's that's just him all over and that's what we uh we love about him not too sure about him when he got the golden glove before I was like what are you doing Emmy when he uh he, yeah yeah <laughs> celebrated uh, in juvenile fashion but no yeah. he's a top top man hopefully we can keep hold of him Definitely, I, I think we will. So, how are you feeling then, Villa? What's your expectation then? What 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 do you want to see from Boxing Day until the end of the season? Top half finish, really. I think a lot of, a lot of the time, a lot of the time we go into this, and it's just like obviously it's the normal season. You're going straight into it. January transfer window comes around, but the last time we had a season like this was almost like COVID when there was a massive uh, massive gap. And you saw there where, really and truly, COVID kind of saved us in the Premier League, I think. I think that we were a bit dead and buried and having that time to just reset a little bit and we came back and and, and survived. And I think that's the same where pre-Emery, I think we, we were looking in real, real trouble. So hopefully he's had a couple of weeks to properly um, get the boys in, under his philosophy. And we saw that in Villarreal. Um the view from the stand was talking earlier. The shape that we've got is something that just we've been calling out for for Villa fans for years, and we've we finally got it. Yeah, I mean, it seems. I mean, whenever I watch Villa, there's always been in the past, like when we're under, it's always looked very chaotic defending. You know, a ball had come across the box, and it's it's going everywhere. It's like like an hand grenade in the box, but now it, I just get that sense of. We're okay at defending, like we because there's a structure. We sort of like it gives us more confidence. And we feel a little bit more comfortable. So um, I think I think that that's going to be 
um, something to keep an eye on. Just the the shape of the team, and, and I think the belief that it gives the players. You know, like coming up against um, Liverpool and Spurs. You know, two really really tough games, but we know as fans now that there'll be a plan on Boxing Day of how we get a result in that game. So I think that that's, that's uh, should give the fans some confidence as well. Then, so, you know, some of the players then, is, are there any players that currently play for Villa that you think need a really, really good end to the season? Because I've got one in mind that I, I think we now need to start seeing a bit more. So I'll go Buendia. Is there anyone that you look at and think, you know what, now you need to start delivering? Yeah, I think we spoke a couple of the calls spoke about him, but Oli, I feel like I'm am again a massive Oli fan. I feel like he's gonna he's gonna start getting the service as we saw in the Villarreal game. If he's running the lines, we are gonna get the service, especially if Bundy is play, playing himself into form. He's gonna get the service, and there's people who are calling it for him to him to exit the club. I'm not quite in that park yet, but yeah, he's got to have a big end to the season. Um, and I mean, before before this kind of break, I was I was thinking, all right, big reset, and then let's have a look at Morgan Sanson. But he doesn't seem to, even with a new manager, he doesn't seem yeah. to be existent in the Villa squad. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's out out in, in January. Yeah, but yeah, Oli's the, Oli's the big one for me. It's such a weird one with Sanson because you know, whenever I've seen him play, I've always thought, you know what, he don't look too bad. But yeah, you know, Dino didn't fancy him. Gerard didn't fancy him. Emery's not fancied him, you know. I, you know, I just think there's he it, it, it needs moving on, doesn't he? I think, yeah. I, I, I think there's obviously something that as fans we're not aware of because yeah. of the exact, exact reason you're talking about three managers consecutively haven't fancied him. And I'm the same, whenever I've seen him actually play for Villa, apart from that one uh, horrific back pass that Costa I can't remember who it was, was from, but I can't think of him making an absolutely horrendous mistake i can't i've never left him for oh he's in an awful game there but there's obviously something there that it is is what is keeping him out of the squad yeah i think it must be in training as well because didn't um hasn't he been put on like a fitness training program um i think i saw that um when they came back into this little break for um the friendlies, he's in a lot of little training programs, so I don't, it, it must be something that happens um, on the training ground. But, um, LCB, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Um, cheers, Luke. Thanks, Simon. So, finally, the last one we have Luke. How you doing, mate? Not too bad. How are we doing, Luke? Thanks for having us on. Absolute pleasure, mate. Hopefully, to get more involved the next coming months and weeks and see what kind of shows we can put together. Yeah. Definitely, mate. And you travel up and down the country following Aston Villa home and away. So, you know, we've all enjoyed the World Cup, but, you know, you must be like itching to get back now. Yeah, we are itching to get back. I think it's been a good little World Cup. We've seen glimpses of players that can come in, come for Villa in the all-fairness in the transfer window. But we've had a nice little break. Let's just completely reset the season now. Forget what's happened the first half and just kind of move forward with Emery and his plans because the first two games just before that World Cup game you could see the type of ideas he wanted to implement on this Villa side and now he's had this little break it's going to be interesting to see what he's done yeah I mean yeah I've watched all of the games and you know 
I think, like we've all mentioned, the shape of the team looks better. We were pressing against Brighton. Uh, that side of it, I think we've really, really worked on. Um, you see the training videos of when some of them make a mistake and Emery goes back and rectifies it and tells them where they've gone wrong. So that aspect of it, I think we all know um, what to expect. Um, but in the some of the friendlies, apart from the Chelsea, where we scored that really good goal from open play, it's not been that dynamic going forward as of yet, has it? So no. what do you think needs to happen then? You look at the top, some of the friendlies we've played and some of the goals we've scored, yes, we've looked good. But I think it all comes down to, yes, a lot of you speaking about Ollie Watkins. We create a lot of chances and our problem is we just don't put them away. And it's been that same old story now for a good season and a half. It's the same recurring problem every season. And I'm a big, massive Watkins fan. It is you, you want to cheer him on and give him that support. And I think now we've had this little break, I think it's a big, big moment for Watkins itself because if he doesn't go well over the next coming months, I think Emery is going to want to bring in someone of his own capacity and his own what the style of play he wants to bring in. Yeah, and I, I just think it's I'm looking at a couple of players now and I'm starting to just think we, we now need to see you delivering Watkins, Buendia. Uh, I do really think Bailey's looking good at the minute. I think he's sort of revitalised at Villa now, isn't he? The way he talks, the way he, you know, I sat behind Emery for the uh, Villarreal game and just looking at uh, Emery and, and Leon Bailey's um, sort of body language together, it, it was... He came over and he really wanted to know what he should be doing or the types of runs he should be making. So, you know, I, I, I really do feel like Bailey's gonna Bailey's gonna come good. So, toward from now to the end, then what what do you kind of want to be able to see? Are you thinking just get top half, or is it is it sort of like the performances or the results that you that you want to um, look at closely? Obviously, we all want to top our finish, and I think that's the aim for this season. Maybe if we can get a bit of luck in the cup draw as well, because with the FA Cup, you have to have the luck of the draw to get further in it. And with all of a cup one, who wouldn't take it? Yeah. But I think from what I want to see over the next coming months, and I saw it, and we all saw it in the Brighton game, is we got we went to goal down, we didn't play well, and we came back and won, and that's. A very rare thing to see with Villa because when we've previously gone a goal down, we haven't played, we've been absolutely stuffed. Yeah, it's just that um, belief, isn't it? And sort of like trusting the process. And I felt like the first, I mean, especially to beat Man United first time in 27 years, <clears throat> Emery would have wanted the players to come on board with what he was trying to instill. And I think. They have, he has to, they have to earn each other's respect a little bit, don't they? So I think early on, the players saw what Emery was all about. The coaching, Mings has spoke about, you know, he's never been coached this way before. So I think the two together, I just think, are going to work um, really, really well. So you did speak about the FA Cup then. We've got Stevenage at home. And, you know, like you said as well, you know, it's look of the draw, isn't it? You know, how many times did Man City get Colchester at home, followed by lower league opposition, and then they end up in the final, having played nobody. Um, so just before you go then, what's the FA Cup sort of mean to you? And how serious do we need to take it? 
I think it's a trophy I'd like to see us take really seriously. It's a trophy I've always wanted to see us win. Like watching the FA Cup final on the telly as a child, seeing other teams walk up the Wembley steps to pick up the trophy. I've just dreamt of seeing Villa do it. And hopefully, like one day we do. With with the look of the draw, let's go back to that 2014 and 15 season. We played Blackpool at home, Bournemouth, Leicester, and then West Brom in the um, quarterfinal just before we played Liverpool at Wembley. You get to Wembley in a semi-final, it's a one-off. Anything can happen. I just want to sort of touch on what you said about Bailey as well and the squad itself. You can see in the uh, pre-season tour, tour we've just done, in the videos, in the training, the way players speak about the manager and the coach. There's a lot more... It seems like there's a lot more togetherness and confidence about this group of players now, and I really hope we can push on as a team because the last couple of seasons we've been a bit hit and miss. We've had good moments and really low moments. It's really time to push on now and see what this squad is capable of doing. Yeah, because it does feel like, and I mean, you know, on this podcast, we're all really, really positive. I mean, you know, I'm positive about anything. So it just saw, for the last few seasons, it feels like we've had our owners, we've had. We've built it up a little bit and then we've just had a bit of a letdown. And then we built it up in the summer and we've had a bit of a letdown with Gerard. Now, I just really hope that we can just glide through this next part of the season. You know, we are going to lose games. It's pretty obvious, you know, we're not, we're not Man City of the Premier League. So there will be a few, you know, downs, but I just hope... There's more highs and, and we do see that progress and we are in the top half and we just end the season well, which will enable us to go in the summer and sort of like uh, get a different calibre of players in and, yeah. and, try and, and try and really go for Europe. So uh, thanks, mate. Cheers for coming on. No, no worries. Have a nice Christmas, Luke. Thanks very much at the villa. And you, mate. So there we have it. There are all the callers for today's show. Uh, I hope you've all enjoyed it. This is just showing what our new concept is all about. If you do want to get involved, follow us on social media, Twitter, drop us an email, letting me know that you do want to get involved. Um, and then, yeah, more the merrier. They'll be on Mondays and Fridays, um, reacting to the games that you've just seen and then previewing the games ahead of the weekend as well. So subscribe to the channel, uh, drop this video a like, and uh, up the villa.